Yeah. Okay, here comes the theme song. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho. And I'm here today with a very special guest, uh, stand-up comedian and uh, proprietor, sole proprietor. That's one. Yeah. Director. Got called legend last night. Um, led, yeah, legend director. Yeah. But I meant I was I was going towards proprietor of the website, the comedy, the comedy bureau. bureau. Yeah, are you the sole proprietorship? Do you- yeah, I I'm. There's I, no one else that is like except for things that are coming up. There's no one who's really been working on it but me. Do, like is there a, do you have a company called the Comedy Bureau? Uh, just the website. Just the website. I have the web. I have the name trademarked. Okay. Yeah. Sole proprietor and trademarker uh-huh. of the Comedy Bureau, Jake Kroger. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for being here. The uh, yeah, the Comedy Bureau is uh, the L.A. area's premier uh, place to. I don't know. See, see, uh, calendar. You know, uh, it's got calendars of comedy shows. It's got blogs of uh, reviews of shows. It's got recommendations. Yeah. Everything. It's everything you need to know about LA comedy and a little bit more. Yep, <laughs> and more. Everything you wanted and way too much. Yep, 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 for sure. Uh, updated every day, and it's been like that for almost a decade. All right, well, let's talk about some science, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll start with some like general just science topics, and then we're going to get into some uh, outer space and astrophysics. And Love it, man. Maybe a little quantum mechanics or something. Great, great, great We'll great. see where we go. Dope. But in general news... I've been uh, every week. I've been updating on the Wuhan coronavirus. Right. It now has a name, COVID nineteen. Yeah, really catchy, right? Yeah. Because no one, no one is going to call it that. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. COVID. Well, COVID. It's half of my name, David. Yeah. COVID. Um. Yeah. W- what's the nineteen for? Because it's our in twenty for the year. Yeah. 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 It's kind of. I mean. You know, they didn't do that for SARS or H1N1. Uh, mirrors. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that they have a an official name for SARS probably has a, right. like, 2012 or whatever year it was on it. Yeah, bird flu or whatever. The bird flu. Um, Isn't it interesting that most of that has come out of Asia? Yeah. Um, all, like, all those, like, outside of Ebola, like, most of the, like like, like, scary. I don't know why they're coming out of. They tend um, to come out of uh, if I had Asia, to mostly get, because the mo- there's, they have the most people. They have the most people, and outside of their cities, there seems to be sort of a lack of uh, bureaucratic and like efficiency or like. Um, yeah, like oversight. We talked yeah, about yeah. these uh, what they're calling wet markets, which are w- where they sell like um, endangered animals sometimes, and right. have a lot of creatures in cages. Right. Um, th- those are breeding grounds for viruses oh, and, yeah. um occasionally they jump to humans from an animal they, they still don't know where this one mm-hmm. uh has come from yeah they keep banding about uh, the last i heard may, they thought it maybe be a, a maybe a pangolin pangolin i heard that too yeah pangolin are those little like armadillo like they look like anteaters armadillos yeah yeah and um they're endangered right. so don't buy one but i i guess 
they're used in Chinese medicine for impotence or something. Yeah, that was that. Unfortunately, that was like a big part of their black market. And like, even though it's, I think it's been kind of debunked that like their scales are used. Oh, for, yeah, for like boner pills, essentially. Yeah, I don't think that works. And, yeah, and we have blue chew now, so why, why would you need to chew on pangolin scales? Because blue chew's American. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Like, save the peng- pangolins and send send some Viagra. Over right. There. there was like a huge like like bus like a, a of of like a black market ring that was like, um, wheeling and dealing in like pangolin and other. In- in- yeah, things. that was really sad because oh, yeah. I saw like a, just like a big basket of dead pangolins and they're so cute. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Whether it was pangolin, it might have been bats. I heard some. I heard maybe snakes, but that sounds right. weird. Um, they just don't know yet. Yeah. But there have been sixty-seven thousand cases it's reported. Reported. And some people. But are we're not sure if they've been underreporting. Yeah, in since China. it's China. Yeah. Um, and they've reported fifteen hundred to- total deaths. Almost all of these are in China. There's only been right. Still. Less than uh, maybe 20 or 30 deaths outside of China. Right. And even with that, it's still like less than 5% death rate. Right. I read it was about 2 to 3% death rate. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not as bad as Ebola, like right. most people dying. But And um, people are recovering. There are like is, uh, accounts of survivors now. Yeah. There's, um, I see this count, 8,500 su- survivors who are, totally over it and and passed it but that means there's still uh over sixty thousand people currently with the disease in them right that's a little scary there there was a a cruise ship that has been quarantined right they quarantined the town of wuhan right well i thought they are still quarantined like the entire province of hubei or whatever it is possibly bei a little good news very few infants and children are getting sick and none of them have died that's good. So it might be something that adults are more susceptible to, mm-hmm. which is weird because you have all these diseases that are like that kids mm-hmm. are are more susceptible. Like chicken pox, pox are worse right. for kids than adults, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or is that right? Maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not right. Maybe just everybody usually gets it when they're a kid, and then yeah, I, you I, don't I, get it when you're an adult because you're immune, right? Because uh, you went through it once. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But but it's probably not good if you get it as an adult. I wonder if that means there's some sort of like gene that like a good majority of people have, or like all right, it's like the coronavirus is chickenpox, and they like it's bad, but then they get over it and it's fine. Maybe. Yeah. Or but but why would children? Why would infants be more immune to it? I, I, I wonder if I don't if know. like kids are born with some. Uh, some chemical that that uh-huh. goes away when you when you become an adult or something. I don't know. Maybe we should telomeres? be squeezing it, little. Is it something with telomeres? Sque- that... Squeezing little babies for their chemicals and uh, <laughs> chugging them. Right. Uh, you, you're advocating squeezing. I, I'm not advocating. Babies. I'm saying that maybe uh-huh. we should look into it. Yeah. Don't squeeze your babies and drink yeah. the. You want to have like a Matrix style baby farm and just like <laughs> squeeze. And for, yeah, and I want them to be batteries to run my uh-huh. laptop. Um, <laughs> speaking of molecular switches, I read this uh, that at the at Berkeley, UC Berkeley, 
they have reported that they found a molecular switch mm-hmm. that reverses uh, aging yeah. and, and inflammation. Doesn't that have to do with telomeres? Yeah, I think... I don't know if this one might. So telomeres are the little pieces of DNA right. that are... Uh, we, we've always thought were kind of unused at the end of uh, our gene sequences, right? Right. And then when our cells divide, they use a little bit of it in a division. Right. And once they get used up, it's like a wick burning down. Right. But there's research that suggests that if you somehow like upkeep those that slows the aging process or even potentially reverses it or something yeah there's something called nlrp3 inflammasome Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, can be switched off Mm -hmm. by removing a bit of matter called a deacetylation deacetylation great great pronunciation deacetylation Uh uh-huh yeah that's exactly what it's called yeah uh which is like a little switch i guess that uh when he's deactivated, when when it's deacetylized, the inflammasome is off. So there you have it. Yeah, it t- makes total sense <laughs> to me. When it's deacetylized, the inflammasome. What that means is they've had mice and they've uh, flipped this little switch, which means giving them a little chemical sure. that has made them um, live a lot longer and bit, and like in their old age, they're much they you know sharper and healthier. Right. So that's good. It yeah. cuts down on uh, inflammation and chronic human diseases. Right. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, uh, it has impl- implications for uh, chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, it has implications for diabetes. These mice seem to have more um, resistance to diabetes. So I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been reading about, you know, aging in like uh, science in mice Mm-hmm. a lot for years yeah and uh we still have aging so yeah we still have aging. see where it goes is there any studies that quantify like the aging process being prolonged by these rats being like bitter as fuck uh, i don't know yeah uh, just like the, i mean there are so many people i mean maybe it's just a prevailing narrative that uh-huh. some of the most they just turn into baby cyn- boomer c- cynical people just keep living out of spite right even though you want them to die it's like the old hateful boomers yeah. that just won't ever it's like you smoke two packs a day how are you not dead <laughs> yeah it's these mice uh have <laughs> terrible lifestyles <laughs> yeah 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 uh they yell at kids on yeah, their they lawn they have all the wrong opinions and they don't care <laughs> it's not the ones you want to live a long life but no. somehow they do <laughs> there's just a way to study that <laughs> <laughs> why is it the asshole mice that are so old yeah uh do you really want to solve aging? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, like I'm I'm 32 and I'm already kind of like uh, getting to 70 seems like a long time. <laughs> right, exactly. Like it's it's like the quality of aging. Yeah. Um, I don't want to live forever mm. for God's sakes. Yeah. That sounds torturous. Wasn't that the point of the interview with the vampire that like immortality like blows kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After a while it gets really boring. Yeah. I'd still like to live a little bit longer, and it's and I. But the most important thing is I don't want to have chronic arthritis right. and diabetes and be walking around like a, uh, my parents do, which is right. using like canes and walkers. Oh yeah, that that sucks. Uh, I also like. I just fear like 
I just want to be all there. The mental decline thing is a little scary, too. Yeah. I don't want to go into dementia. I'm right. pretty sure. I yeah. mean, Mel Brooks gives ask me, hope, me again man. after I have dementia. Mel Brooks, what, is he like in his 90s now? Yeah. And he's like all there. He's and Carl Reiner, too, is in his 90s. They, yeah. they like have breakfast every day. And yeah, they're, they're still just as sharp, man. Yep. They're sharp. What was it like? Um, Maybe it's because they like. What if that's the brain teaser you should be doing? Not like Sudoku or whatever, but like running bits with your friends. Well, yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, uh, that's most of uh, writing comedy is is sitting behind a theater, getting high, and doing bits with your friends. Oh yeah. yeah. So if uh, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner have been doing that, yeah, for eighty years now, mm-hmm. maybe that's the key. That's the switch. Yeah, just ordering Zanku chicken and watching bad television and running bits with your friends. The secret to immortality. If we do end up getting old, here's some... uh, There's a a smart diaper has been created Mm -hmm. that has RFID technology to tell you when it's wet. Mm. So... uh, Anytime I hear a new home product with the word smart, smart I work... I always worry, like, all right, how is this going to get hacked? And, like, what is the application of it being hacked going to, like, amount to? Yeah. Like, if you can hack a smart diaper, are you able to, like, domestically terrorize your baby? What is the implication of having that information available globally (laughs) now? Yeah. Like, when your baby has taken a shit? Yeah. Uh, Like, the whole Internet of Things Uh is, is this idea that devices are going to start talking to each other rather than a central uh-huh. hub, you right. know, like internet routing hub. Right. Um, so the diapers are just going to be mm-hmm. sharing information with each other sure. and they're going to be sharing information when with you know, the cl- into the cloud. So Right. Well, yeah, whatever whatever entity or person that has access to the cloud, they probably just know your baby's shitting patterns. Yeah. And they'll probably have a best guess when you're not home. I mean, also, it would just be terrifying if you told a stranger who had their kid, like, oh, I know when your kid shits. Okay. I don't know if any of those are plausible. I hope Ideas for babies with, or for diapers with smart chips in them. What do they hope to accomplish with that? I don't know. It sounds like a lot of e-waste, for one thing. Oh, sure. Uh, We're already throwing plastic diapers in landfills like like crazy. Now they're going to have... You know, little bits of electronics in them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, progress is progress. <laughs> um, here's something that's a, a kind of a good news article. Mm. Cervical cancer could be a thing of the past soon. Mm. Um, so if you're a person with a cervix, then that's great news. Th- that's because the HPV virus has been um, on decline, mm-hmm. and they think they might be able to... Um, eliminate it from humans in the next decade or 20 years 10 or 20 years oh wow so they're they're saying that they're you know, we're winning the the war on hpv basically which is the main uh cause of cervical cancer right. but um they say everyone who's an adult should get checked for it and they can wipe it out much faster it's treatable right. if you have it and there's no real symptoms mm-hmm. um but uh, people with cervixes can get cancer if they have it. So, so you what are they check. doing for that? Immunotherapy? What? Are I don't know. Vaccines. Uh huh. Oh, they just have a vaccine. I mean, there's a vaccine, but there's also a way to 
to treat it if you have it. Do you think in our lifetime, Dave, there will be like a vaccine for just cancer, period? And it'll be like to anybody born after that, they'll be like, oh, like cancer isn't a thing. Mm, I don't know if it'd be a vaccine for it because it's not like it's not like a virus or right. a bacteria that right. invades you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something going wrong with cell division. So mm-hmm. I feel like it'll always happen, but maybe we'll find a way to detect and stop it mm-hmm. in the near future. It might just turn into a thing where it's you like you find it and some computer laser chops it up and oh like la- laser eye surgeries you don't have it anymore yeah um a lot of cancer i mean the death rate of cancer is is going down and uh right. treatments are getting better but obviously it's still a highly deadly mm-hmm. disease oh sure those are the science news stories that i looked up this week oh cool that all happened this week yeah ish maybe ish. In, all right. in the last That's month fine. or so yeah that's all recent stuff. Uh, let's talk about space. Great. Let's see, where should we start here? Um, do you have any particular uh, places you wanted to go? Oh, with uh, talking about space? Or I could just start naming some stuff. I mean, you can start naming some stuff. there. I mean, in general, it seems like, you know, uh, <laughs> the tabloids effectively are always worried about an asteroid hitting planet Earth, but that never yes. seems to be really happening or else serious publications would actually write about it. it that's right and, and for some reason in my apple news feed mm-hmm. almost every couple of days yeah. there's uh, something that pops up from like some weird like international space review or yeah. something something very generically named that you've never heard of right yeah. i don't know how it it, uh, it gets the uh, prestige to fall into my apple key without yeah. my news key without a, a, me asking for it but um they always say something like scientists say asteroid might hit us this week right and then you read it and it's like you know usually point zero 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 one percent chance right. that it'll hit us there it is a little scary though there are asteroids and and meteors right. and rocks out there that are whipping past us all the time oh sure there are and we don't see most of them right until they're real close. Uh-huh. Um, so it is, we should have some better defense system for, uh-huh. for those. Um, yeah, you're telling me Armageddon's won't work? The Armageddon situation <laughs> The won't. most improbable, let's get untrained astronauts. I mean, we could... Mi- drillers, miners. If Bruce Willis wants to uh-huh. be shot up there onto an asteroid, I'm not against it, but... Sure. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to help. Well, in in Armageddon, for one thing, they blew it up, but still the whole mass of the asteroid Mm -hmm. still impacted Earth, which would be just as bad. Oh, right. Yeah. uh, Absolutely. As if it was one big thing or if it was a million little rocks hitting us like a shotgun. That's not going to be any better. Right. Uh, The best ideas are to somehow deflect, if if we see one coming, somehow deflect it. And... By blowing up a nuke in space? Maybe. It didn't necessarily be a nuke, but mm-hmm. some sort of charge. Uh, for instance, the Japanese Hayubasha 2 probe has bombed an asteroid. This was in 2019. Right. So Japan sent a probe out to this asteroid. It's about a kilometer right. in circumference. Right. So you could run around it in 10 minutes. 
five if you're in good shape. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's a small asteroid. They sent they sent a little orbiter there and and a lander. I think they landed a little probe on it. Right. But the orbiter, the cool thing about the orbiter, it's going to come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So what it's doing is it's bombing the asteroid. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. They they. It's not a nuke, but a conventional bomb. I don't know what it is. Probably mm-hmm. just like a little bit of dynamite or something. Sure. They're dropping on the asteroid. That's blasting chips of it into space and dust. Mm-hmm. And then the probe sweeps through it and it gathers the dust up and mm-hmm. bottles it up. And so they're going to bring back the first sort of uh, mm-hmm. asteroid bits. Wow. Um, and... <clears throat> uh, those blasts are deflecting its original trajectory or something? A little bit, but I don't think it's affecting the trajectory by, by much. I think we'd need a much bigger one mm-hmm. if it was like, this isn't an asteroid that's going to hit New York. Right. Unless they blast it wrong and it mm-hmm. shoots towards New York. That'd right. be ironically hilarious. But uh, this is like, the the idea of space mining is probably going to be a thing, you know? It's really uh, kind of amazing that they can even land a probe on a moving asteroid. Yeah. We've come a long way even in a few years because, uh, well, when I say we, I mean humans, mm-hmm. because the U.S. tried to land a probe on an asteroid in about about five years ago, maybe, 2016 or 15 or 14, and it crashed, and we lost it. Right. But we got it like we got some cool pictures of sure. the asteroid, right. but but the lander didn't land. Uh, the Jap- Japanese were apparently able to do it mm-hmm. uh, successfully. That's pretty good. Also, the uh, China has landed a a probe on the far side of the moon, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, it's the first uh, lander that mm-hmm. any nation has put on the other side of the moon. Yeah. The far side of the moon is unique because uh, since the, the, the moon is tidally locked to us, no no point on Earth ever sees the far side of the moon. It's right. always pointed away no matter where the moon goes. Right. So that's pretty cool. Right. And th- that's where the Decepticons are hidden? Right. And or, or for actual conspiracy theorists, secret Russian base. The, the hollow moon theory, you ever hear that? Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen uh, color coded pictures of what people describe as as bases on the moon, <laughs> and they're always just look like rocks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Decepticons are there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pink Floyd lives there, I think. Uh-huh. And um, one of Sam Rockwell's clones is still up there, f- sure harvesting. Bowie is it? Is that like? That's Duncan Smith's movie Moon. No. Uh, oh, that was. That's well, Bowie's. Bowie's son's movie. Yeah, but then Darkstar, the, one of the videos off of Bowie's last record, Darkstar, I forget whether he visits the moon or Mars or something. Oh, I have listened to that album, but I don't remember. It's very spacey. But his son went to the quote-unquote moon. Oh, I enjoyed Moon with Sam Rockwell. It was, it was a trip. It's a good movie. Yeah. Speaking of asteroids, remember the Wamuamuau? Uh, Is that how you say it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sounding it out, but that they're... I mean, I don't... I, I, Umaumau is... Umaumau? That's what I heard once, but Mwa. that might, might be wrong, too. It looks like Muamua. Oh, Aumuamua. It's, it's Hawaiian, it's right? It's what it looks like to me. It's Hawaiian, and it means... Um, you know, oh, they shit, only have 14 letters in the Hawaiian alphabet? 
It means scout in Hawaiian. How many letters? 14? Yeah. I didn't know that. A whole language with like almost half our letters. Yeah. I mean, that might be why a lot of their their words are, are tend to be longer than English words. I had a I had a theory once that like the closer that your civilization is to the equator, where the weather would be a little more consistent, because you know, of the sun. Yeah. Um, the more like ple- pleasant sounding your language would be. Oh yeah. Like you use more vowels versus like like you think about like Italian. You think the Inuits just yeah. sound like assholes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and Germans and Scandinavians <laughs> and like it's just all these harsh consonants because you okay. really want to move your mouth. Yeah. Versus like you know Portuguese, Brazilian, the Hawaiians. Much more chill because it's yeah. hot and we. Yeah, you can open your mouth. We don't got we don't got time for. Yeah. Uh, Harsh consonants. Do I have any further proof or evidence for this claim? Not at all. No, I've never seen any uh, scientific studies. <laughs> no, just the thought experiment conducted by me. <laughs> but if you're a uh, if you're a budding linguist and yeah. you are looking for a PhD, yeah. please check into this. I'll ask Zach, Zach Sherwin or uh, Mike Kaplan. I think Mike Kaplan actually like studied linguistics seriously. Oh, know? the stand-up comedian. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think I was going to say, I, I feel like a lot of comedy people have come out of the sciences, but then I can't name any, so I don't know if that's Tony true. Tony Sam was one. Okay. You know what? Well, I've he was an about, engineer. Huh? Was he an engineer? He was a um, marine biologist. Oh, okay. Uh, Brooks Whelan was also one. Yeah, he definitely was. Uh, he has another you know what's interesting podcast. about people that come out of, uh, what I've noticed anyway? Uh, intellectually demanding fields into comedy. Yeah. They want to do really stupid comedy. <laughs> like they don't want to have it like do anything with their like former occupation. So they want to like, so for instance, Raj Desai, you know, Raj, right? Yeah. So he's like, he like passed the bar in California. Like he was, Oh, like, he's like, a lawyer. Yeah. He's a legit lawyer. And I once saw him like, have a book of hamburger jokes <laughs> and a book of telephone jokes. Uh-huh. And then he did them while on a hamburger telephone. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy passed the bar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what a law degree will get you. Yeah, they're like, man, I don't want to read anymore. I just want to do stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> or a computer engineering degree might get you yeah. a mediocre podcast. Yep. So anyway, ua moa moa, au moa moa. Just do ten minutes of that. Au moa moa is neither a comet nor an asteroid. Uh-huh. This is a so this was the thing. It you was keep like calling a, it a, 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 a interstellar visitor. It, it was an interstellar. It's the first ever that we've seen, right? That humans have seen mm-hmm. interstellar visitor. That means it started in a. Another solar system far, far away. We don't know yet where. It it went around. It did a slingshot around the sun, and mm-hmm. it came as close as, like, not too close, maybe a Saturn or something. Uh-huh. And then it slingshotted away and, and never to be heard from again. Right. So, I mean, obviously, UFO people mm-hmm. want to believe it's UFO. It it's It's interesting, though, because I kind of want to believe it's UFO. Yeah. I mean... It's not a comet, and it's not an asteroid. They, they're just saying it's not rocky enough to be a comet or, or asteroid. It's not icy enough to be right. a comet, so they don't know what the fuck it is. 
And also, this weird thing is that it sort of accelerated when it left the solar system. Uh, yeah, but that might be from like you know slingshotting around something. And also from they think it might have to do with off gassing, which means the sun was heating it up, mm-hmm. and it was so that it was shooting gas out of its ass basically. Solar winds, you mean? No, off gassing would be uh, the sun heating up the the object itself, right. and gas is coming off of it from the heat man space is so amazing <laughs> yeah it's weird no it's the, weird i mean there are just so there. many for- different forces that can propel things like when i learned about solar winds a few years ago i was like what yeah that's like the force of actual photons yeah it's the force of light itself and right? that you can like use it like there are things like people- a sail yeah which blew my mind yeah for real like the the light sail idea in fact there's a proposed project to build a light sail because they think it might... Out of sapphire crystals, by the way, which I thought was... Is that right? Crazy, yeah, because there's something like... It, uh... Sapphires? That's my birthstone. Oh, cool. Oh, you got a cool one. Yeah, what's yours? Uh, I don't even know, but I don't like it. <laughs> it's not peridot. It's uh, something with an A. Uh, the Planetary Society... It's a light sail two project, so people are building these these big sails mm-hmm. out of I don't know what that doesn't look like sapphires. It looks like aluminum foil, but well, yeah, it's a, it'd be, it'd be sapphire coated. Okay, and because like, that somehow does like, bit reflects the like catches more photons. photons I guess better. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, light itself, which is little bits of little packets of energy called photons, mm-hmm. will bounce off of these sails and. Uh, possibly this might be a way to get to other stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- like accelerate d- closer to uh, the speed of light. Because it, it, yeah, because it, since it re- exerts a constant force, it's not a, a really strong force, but right. it's a constant force. It's a constant force without expe- expending fuel. At, at Ex- exactly, yeah. yeah. So a rocket ship wouldn't have to carry tons and tons of fuel to get to another star if if it could harness the power of the the pressure from the sun itself pushing on it yeah um and i've also heard of you know it's possible to build space lasers from earth to shoot towards another star and then have a light sail just sort of uh uh, ride the laser all the way there and uh we could maybe get to the closest star is only Three or four, it's about four light years away. The Alpha Centauri? Um, Proxima Centauri, but Alpha, uh, uh, and Alpha Centauri is, I think, close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so four years mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, if we travel at light speed, mm-hmm. four years, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So if we travel at you half, know, of light speed. half of light speed, it doesn't mean eight years. It's a different calculation than that. But oh, yeah. uh, maybe a few decades or, right. you know, possibly within, you know, definitely we could be there within 100 years maybe. Right. Um, most likely not people, but we probably would send a probe or something to sure. a star. It might look like Wamwamwa. Sure. The uh, unidentified st- travel uh, visitor. Yeah, just like a giant rock. Yeah. It's a giant rock. We, we might just shoot a rock at Proxima Centauri. People, Fermi's paradox just bums people out so much. Like, we would have found it by now. I mean, that's a way, way oversimplifying it, but I mean, essentially that's what it says. 
Yeah, why haven't we seen anything yet? Yeah, I think that's what I don't. I think that's what it it is. I think that's right. Yeah, that like the um, progress of like civilizations that like by this point we would have found it. So they either like died off or were like the first. The contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial civilizations and high estimates for their probability. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, we think there's a high probability that life should be yeah. out there. And yet it keeps, like, essentially, if we were to put it on a the flip of a coin, we keep getting heads every single time. Meaning and, not seeing them? Yeah. Um, and it's like, yes. well, wouldn't it, tech, I mean, probability would say that it'd get more and more likely that it'd be tails, but it never lands tails, ever. I mean, part of that, might be we still can't see very far sure i mean i mean yes and no i know like sometimes the idea of like because uh, like you know they're sort of be able to correct images with from gravitational lensing or they get evidence of stuff from like um red shifting and like that they're able to sort of model these exoplanets that we can't even see that's just wild to me man yeah that's crazy but like that's has only been happening for about 20, 25 years. Yeah. Like, um, we, we now have seen thousands, tens of thousands of exoplanets yeah. using the Hubble telescope and other telescopes. And there, there's a new one they just launched that's even better, right? I think the James Webb right. is going to go into operation maybe this year. Is yeah, that what it's right. called? How is it better? Is it just like a better, like, glass or? Yeah, it's bigger. Oh, it's um, bigger. Okay. It's just a. It cost $10 billion. The James Webb mm -hmm. Space Telescope, it launched... Oh, it hasn't launched. Mm -hmm. It launches next year. It's just going to have a bigger focal length, a longer... It's just a bigger uh, 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 telescope, and they think it's going to be able to see much further. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've only for a couple decades been able to see, uh, you know, planets. Mm -hmm. And... We are starting to see planets that look habitable, right? But we haven't seen any signs of life yet. We haven't seen any structures. Sure. Um, we have seen fast radio bursts. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of news actually um, in the past Probably, couple months. I think they like FRBs have been. That's like been a been a story for like the last three or four years. Right. I think the first one ever seen was in 2016 or 2017. Yeah. And this is. An enormous burst of energy from a far-off galaxy. Probably a quasar or something, right? Possibly, yeah. We don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. Nobody knows what they are. Yeah. It's probably it could be a, uh, a dual star or a quasar or a pulsar. Right. Um, something with a lot of energy, maybe two things interacting and they shoot off. But the most of them are erratic. Mm -hmm. um, also erotic, but right. they're they're oh, erotic. Yeah, that's the, what you get. You <laughs> that's for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, but they 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 don't have a, a period periodicity. They don't have a a, a regular pattern. Right. Except this year, twenty twenty, uh -huh. they're they just found one uh -huh. that it it sends a burst mm -hmm. lasting four days mm -hmm. every sixteen days. Right. So it shoots this burst of energy right. for four straight days, and then it's off for 12 right. days. 
And it's very regular, and it's been going every 16 days since they found Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be more evidence of like something orbiting rather than something like being a part of an alien civilization? Yeah, it seems like it could be... Yeah, I don't know. Like a, a that doesn't t- say intelligent. A quasar orbiting a black hole or something. Yeah, that doesn't say intelligent design to me necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. But. But well, that's the, people want it to be so bad. I know. Yeah, they're just already. I want pitch- it to be. Don't yeah. you want it to be? <laughs> no. Intelligent life. I. Y- <sighs> all right. I First mean, of all, it's, it's going to sound real weird. Okay. But I something really tickles me about the idea of like the universe being as big as it is and you know in theory it's constantly expanding at a a ever accelerating rate so it keeps getting bigger and bigger and yet we're the only evidence of intelligent life in the whole thing so far so far but that just that makes me laugh but we're just getting our eyes on now you know right 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 but if that is true that's like really funny to me it uh i think carl sagan said what a waste of space yeah I mean, because it's so huge. It's it so might huge. be infinite. We don't need, no, we, we can't see the yeah, edge we, of it. Yeah, we don't. And because or of... Or it might be circular, like toroidal, so it, it's like a circle, like a three-dimensional... Well, yeah, there's debate about whether space is flat or it's a negative... Cur- Curvature. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or... So the idea, might it might be that if you went in that direction... Mm-hmm. For ten hundred billion years, you right. might come back to Earth, but we don't know that. Well, yeah, we don't know that, and because of the speed of light, is like it has a limit. Like there's like you know only so much that we can even see at any given time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could if you went at the speed of light. Uh, time stops when you go at the speed of light. This is mm-hmm. the most my my f- most fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could go and not age. Mm-hmm. All the way across the universe, but then the Earth would be gone. The sun would have exploded. Mm-hmm. You, you would look back at the Earth, and it would it would be aging like the guy from uh, Crusade, the Last Crusade. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, Jones yeah, and the yeah. Last Crusade. Yeah. And the Earth would just be like desiccating as you watch it, and then the sun would explode, and you would be. Was uh, oh, that when uh, in the point of the movie uh, in Interstellar, where we're like such future humans, we can actually like look through time like an index? Yeah, in. In that case, they yeah they they posited that we they, we could evolve to go outside of our th- three dimensions. Yeah, and just I imagine that they have some version of whatever their future smartphone is, and they can just like like just going through tabs, flip through. Yeah, like Earth oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this moment, this moment. Ah, stop. Yeah, or you just play it like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Just like okay, ten thousand years back, ten thousand yeah. years back. Oh, and I the, missed something. And the, this coordinates or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the idea of intelligent life then branching outside of our our dimensionality is right. uh, fun to think about. Sure. That's way outside of our, our realm of understanding right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think there's got to be life out there. I, I bet, I think they're going to find mm-hmm. something on Mars, like evidence for bacteria or possibly still living yeah you know bacteria or, or right. you know algae or lichen or something like right. that and i i would guess that really simple stuff like algae it's probably all over the fucking place sure but that brains that are smart enough to make giant uh you know 
radio transmitters and receivers mm-hmm. are probably super rare and maybe right maybe we're the first we could be the first one yeah, yeah. we lucked out although you know so this fast radio burst that mm-hmm. uh, that happens every 16 days is 500 million light years away wow. so that means if it is another civilization right that's 500 million years ago right in our time that they sent out these yeah these bursts so if they're yeah. If it's a if it's a scream for help, right. we're not coming. If it if it's like a contact situation, maybe yeah. maybe it's a pattern of of detailed uh, you know instructions for making a a, a time slash uh, space travel machine. Yeah, that would have to be it because if you think about the how fast technology has sort of evolved, even in human civilization, and the idea that you would have five hundred million years. Like you could, you could develop an interstellar spacecraft in five hundred million years. Sure. As like, I hope we do. We should yeah. be able to. If you had like a reasonably intelligent civilization that was able to send out a fast radio burst, like intentionally. Yeah. You would be able to get like what? A, oh, that. Oh, you said they should be here by now. Yeah. They should be here by now. Yeah. So obviously they're dead. Is what I'm suggesting. Yeah. That's yeah, a good point because if they had that technology, and when we're, we're talking about fast radio bursts, this is an enormous amount of energy. Oh yeah, that's why obviously it's probably a pulsar or yeah. or a quasar, yeah. something along those lines, a big collapsed star of some sort. Yeah, uh, because if they had that tech, if there was aliens that had that much power in yeah. their hands, yeah, five hundred million years ago, yeah, they should be all over. Yeah, they would be able to. My my favorite sort of idea for interstellar space travel is the uh, Google Blitz, Blitz engine, where you can harness the uh, the power of like a mini black hole. Like you make an artificial black hole. Okay. And then like using I think like Hawking radiation or something like that. Sure. You're, you're able to get like really close to light speed. That would be awesome. It just sounds badass too. I've heard of that. I yeah. don't know exactly how it works. Me either. But. But. Uh... It's just like the idea you're, that your ship is powered by a black hole is like dope. Yeah. <laughs> There's something, yeah, with lasers and like they keep it in place or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, they would have to have it suspended in some sort of probably like laser containment unit or something yeah. and then blast out hawking radiation out the, out the rear. Yeah. Uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, man. We can get there. Yeah, if you had 500 million years to come up with that, I think you could. Yeah, I mean, I think that we as a civilization can get to another star in a hundred. Yeah, um, or at least a probe, mm-hmm. and then in a century, you mean? In a century. Yeah, I think maybe we could get humans to another star mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, maybe a few hundred years. I don't right. know. We're all gonna go crazy like Tommy Lee Jones in that Astra. I haven't see- seen it yet. Is I it actually, I really liked it. Okay, it, it's not. It's not a happy movie. Yeah, space movies usually aren't. Yeah, they are, but I like they they take a somewhat sort of realistic idea of the not too distant future. Yeah. So like you know the moon is now kind of used as like a midway station. Yep. Okay. And with that, you can see like Yoshinoya and Subway on the moon. Okay. Cool. Our smartphones are just like slabs of transparent glass at that point. Okay. Like you can't even see Seems the chi- chipsets or anything in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like a whole underground colony on the moon and like space travel is way more accessible for people. But uh, also that, that's realistic because I've heard that there are caves, there are moon caves. Mm-hmm. They're like 
that used to have lava in them, but the lava is gone now, and we right. might colonize those at some day. Sure. Uh, <laughs> if Marvel characters don't live in there already. Yeah. Maybe some of our listeners in the future are listening to this from their moon cave. And, oh, cool. Uh, if so. Why? Because there's nothing to do there, and they just the, have to listen to all the podcasts in existence? It's got to be pretty <laughs> boring. I mean, yeah. all they have is a Yoshinoya and a subway. Yeah. That was just, it made me laugh, because it was essentially like they arrived in an airport terminal. On the moon? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I think that's what would happen, especially because there's like, I forget which treaty it is. Because um, I think there are two that deal with like how the distribution and like intention of international cooperation in the outer space and the moon. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, essentially, we're not supposed to be like exploring with the idea of like claiming anything or having any sort of military. Yeah, I mean, we should be. I I, I feel like uh, humans have kind of have dropped the ball a little bit because it's been uh, what's. It's, 50, 60 years yeah. since the last time we went to the moon. Yeah. Um, maybe 46 or something years. Um, and, like, where's the cooperation? Like, we should all be at this point right. not talking about war and all yeah. talking about, like, going to the moon and Mars together. Yeah. You know, that's the insane thing. You All first world countries are spend trillions of dollars on defense right and they do and that everybody and knows that they're not if, yeah. if one of nobody's going to start the big war because right. it's going to kill everyone yeah and it's just like bad for business because why do you need why does anyone need to take over another country anymore right. every if, if you just have a democratic leadership and then you know some sort of uh communication uh-huh. between nations right why would anybody need to take over anything? Just yeah, man. Well, give everybody I, a little space. Yeah, <laughs> we solve the world's problems all now. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Podcast over. We solve the world. We solve the world. But all that money—it's so much money that like could get spent to fix so much. Oh yeah. And like you know, defense. When I read about like, oh, they developed a new stealth bomb. It's even more stealthy, or it, it can fly side like. There are planes that we probably don't even know about that are hidden in Area 51 or somewhere else. Oh, sure. That can, like, fly like a flying saucer. I bet I, I bet they have things that fly, like, you know, drone-type things. Yeah, they can go, like, like from Mach 2 to essentially, like, almost zero in, like, a matter of a few seconds or so. I bet they have stuff like that. Yeah. Um, humans do, but probably the U.S. government does. Yeah. Um, but, you know, instead of we should be putting that money into, A, you know, helping humanity, and B, yeah. get, getting us off this goddamn rock. Yeah, yeah. Also, in creating some rockets to get Bruce Willis to asteroids in case he needs to go blow them up. Yep. Is that, that is the best line of defense for <laughs> asteroids. Yeah. Or what is it, uh, NEOs, near-Earth objects? Near-Earth objects. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trust it to anyone else. Maybe the rock. Sure. His name is The Rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but not, you know, I'm not convinced John Krasinski can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's Maybe. forever going to be Jim. I don't care how <laughs> buff true. he gets or how many horror movies it's he directs. It's so sad. He gets so buff and he, he's like really wants to be this action guy and he's yeah. playing Jack Ryan and, yeah. uh, and he's good. He's a good actor, but he's just always Jim. Oh, yeah. 
and even Chris Pratt, like like the saving grace of him being in was uh, was it American Sniper or something like that? Was he in American Sniper? I don't. He got really buff for something. Oh, Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. Yeah, he got really. They he kind of was still Chris Pratt a little bit. Even it was, in, it in Jurassic too... Park, I, he, oh. he's, he was Chris Pratt. I think of him as the guy from Parks and Rec who had broke both his legs falling into a hole and is playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, you know, I think he transcended that a little bit with Guardians. Sure. His role in Guardians is pretty cool. Yeah. But well, it could still be that guy from Indiana who... Uh, well, that's not that big a of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, he's still playing like a kind of lovable idiot. Yeah, he's still playing like a Midwest, you know, goofball. Yeah. And it's just kind of tougher. As opposed to like, you ever see Johnny English? Uh, the Mr. Bean? Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Is the like, Rowan you're Atkinson? telling Mr. Bean is trying to be James Bond now? But that's comedy, right? Yeah, that's comedy. Or was he really trying to be no, a serious no, no. James it was, Bond? No, it was a comedy. If Rowan Atkinson tried to become a serious action star, I would... Well, that was the interesting thing. I watched Rowan Atkinson first as Blackadder. Yeah. And then I came to Mr. Bean, and it was like, what What happened to the erudite historical references (laughs) and, like, really witty banter? A lot of this doesn't even have dialogue. His Mr. Yeah, Mr. Bean is the least of Rowan Atkinson's (laughs) wonderful career. I I like him in a lot of stuff, but Uh uh, least of which being. Well, okay, we've solved the Rowan Atkinson dilemma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've solved uh, humanity. Sure. We've been talking for about an hour. This oh, is pretty yeah. cool. Were the, were, are there any other uh, sort of uh, astrophysics or space things you wanted to touch upon? Or Yeah, I mean, uh, I what, what even interests me in astrophysics is the idea of, like, the multiverse. Oh, yeah. And how I don't believe it's real. The many worlds theory? Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. Also, the guy who came up with that, did you, um, I think his name is like Hugh Everett III or something. Okay, yeah. The Many Worlds Interpretation. Yeah. He was an absentee dad, and uh, he like was a heavy, like a habitual drug user, hired sex workers a lot. And I always like to joke that he came up with that theory to explain to his kid that he was a better dad in another universe. (laughs) It is, it is a little bit of a disturbing theory to me. I, I don't like it. The, the idea is that it comes out of the... Uh, it, it's an interpretation of the collapse of the wave function, right? The, 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 uh, the wave function equation. Is it the... Sh- not the Schrodinger... No, Schrodinger's has another interpretation of it. Uh, I think it's Schrodinger's wave function, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, the collapse of the wave function that happens when two particles are entangled Mm -hmm. and then um, become observed Mm -hmm. and the wave function collapses. The easiest interpretation, like the math seems to indicate that the the entire universe splits into two Mm -hmm. every time that happens. Right. Which would be happening billions and billions of times every second. Which is insane to me because... Well, like, okay, so that means that there would have to be a giant container universe to contain all the bubble universes, right? Kind of, I guess. And, like, what there that would require so much energy. Wouldn't we be able to detect some sort of, like, energy signature from, like, this container universe? You would think. Or, or where does all this mass come from? Right. I mean... I would, it, it, it would get so massive, it would have to collapse in on itself, right? Well, it... 
That's I mean, they wouldn't be interact. They wouldn't have any way of interacting or knowing about each other. So right, but they 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 exist in like a space outside of it, all the of themselves. Yeah, and that can't sustain, right? Well, like, where's all the energy for that? It doesn't seem right to me. No, that's like where I get tripped up. I mean, it 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 might sort of work mathematically, Mm -hmm. but um. What I don't like about it is that means that if 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 you knew that every version of yourself existed, mm-hmm. that means that everything you think about doing in some other universe you do, right? Which means that in some universe, uh, I'm a I'm a junkie uh-huh. that you know robbed a liquor store. Uh-huh. In another universe, I got a MacArthur Grant uh-huh. for my podcast, uh-huh. and then what's the point of going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> because if every one of you exists, mm-hmm. then why not? Uh, this is terrible. D- don't please don't commit suicide. If you're thinking about it, please talk to somebody. Yeah. But <laughs> scientifically speaking, sure. if that interpretation is correct, why wouldn't I just kill myself? It's very much like Bandersnatch. Do you, right. You've seen the movie Bandersnatch? No, but I, are you trying to get the, at the idea that you're like Highlandering yourself? No, it's just kind of like the guy in Bandersnatch says that uh, in if, if I, if I uh, threaten to kill myself, in one universe I'm going to, and in another universe I'm not. Right. So I might as well do it, mm-hmm. because I've got to in one universe. Why not this one? Well, because because well. we don't know. This yeah. is why you shouldn't do that because we don't know this exists. We it's don't probably know. not true. Yeah, I don't There's think it's probably comes down. not infinite. No, us's no. Uh, to that point, Schrodinger's cat is dead. That's what I think. <laughs> He's always dead. Why would He's you been keep dead a the cat? whole time. Yeah, why would you keep a cat in a fucking box with radiation near it? It's dead. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be, it's probably going to get at that poison, yeah. even if the, yeah, cause it's the a molecule doesn't cat. De- decay. Um, I think, you know, there are other interpretations of quantum mechanics, one being um, uh, hidden variables. It, mm-hmm. uh, n- no one knows yet. I've heard it, it, an interpretation that a wormhole might connect. Uh, two entangled particles, so even if they get uh, a billion miles apart, they still are right next to each other. That was actually news today of like how China they've gotten further evidence of like you know the progress of a quantum internet because they were able to uh, uh, entangle information with several kilometers apart. Oh wow, yeah, they've actually tele they've sent a, a teleported particle. See, but there's this is like the word teleport. I know. Yeah. yeah, I've talked about it on here, but we, but it's interesting. Yeah, go on. It, it it's it's uh, it's teleporting information, right? And and so they have an atom at one side that's in this state, and they were able to entangle a, an electron and, and send it at light speed, mm-hmm. or not an electron, probably a photon, maybe it was an electron. Mm-hmm. Uh, electrons don't go at light speed; they go very fast. Uh, they were able to send that information, and the other side, they were able to. Uh, remake that atom with exactly the same state, wow. and an atom with exactly the same state is basically this. It's a clone. Mm-hmm. It's basically right. cloning right. the exact state of an atom on the other side of right. you know the country, mm-hmm. and so you know that that the implication of that is like Star Trek. Like mm-hmm. if we could 
read and record right. every single atom in our body, right. send that information right. across the universe. Yeah. We could rebuild ourselves. It's a teleporter. Yeah, and it'd be the prestige. Spo- like, yeah, to spoil that exactly. Movie. Yeah. Uh, I the man in the box the, or am I the man on which, the stage? I know. That's that's, that's the scary part of that, that if that's the way that it works. That's a terrifying part of the procedure. That's a great movie. Um oh, yeah. but yeah, not knowing that's the that that's very close to the Bandersnatch thing cuz mm-hmm. you know that you're going to experience both things. Mm-hmm. You're going to split mm-hmm. in this cloning device and one of you will experience the box, and one of you will experience the prestige. Go see the movie. You probably have already. It's uh-huh. great. I, I think quantum mechanics still is going to is going to find it's a simpler interpretation than the many worlds theory. Oh sure, a better one. Yeah, and there are other theories. Absolutely, we just don't know exactly what's happening. We don't have enough information yet. Right, uh, or even how to conceptualize it. Even like the idea that you observe a particle and that affects the outcome of it. I don't yeah. know that we fully understand why that happens. I, I think we we always say that an observer has to observe it. I, I think that an animal can be an observer. A box, The box itself that the cat is in mm-hmm. can be the observer because it mm-hmm. can record the, the photons right. that determines, that, that uh, can tell whether the yeah, but so the box knows, right? And that—that's my contention: is like that the, the cat, cat is, is either actually dead or actually alive. It's not in this like, like, in between state. I think that's true. Yeah, we don't know. Nobody's ever done the Schrodinger's cat experiment. It's just a thought experiment. But oh, yeah. I think that the cat would be actually dead or alive because an event will happen and it will be recorded. Um, not by any humans, but by the box itself when right. it happens. Yeah. And then the humans will find out later when they read the results. Yeah. I don't know that's true. Uh, I don't have a PhD in quantum <laughs> study, but I have right. uh, read I th- a lot. I think it's uh, what it tickles me about quantum mechanics and astrophysics is it's seemingly some of the densest, most hardest to understand thing of science. And I just, if I... I want to just be able to pat myself on the back if I understand even a sliver of it. Yeah, and I, I think I think I do. You seem to have uh, more knowledge than most people I've talked to of <laughs> quantum mechanics. Shout out to the, PBS's Space Time. Oh yeah, I will. I list, I watch Space Time all the time. Space Time's great. It's a great uh, YouTube series, and I guess uh, probably on the PBS channel too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that is one of those things where I have to like watch it over and over. To even understand some oh, yeah. simple like time dilation and I I often get lost in the middle yeah because sometimes I'll put it on while I'm responding to an email or yeah. something yeah. and then five minutes later I'm like oh what is he talking about I'm totally <laughs> lost they they because I mean it's the simplest version of the most complicated concepts of all time yeah he explains things in in a way that's understandable but not super easy no. like you have to pay attention absolutely and uh it's it's for lay people but it's not for just the casual viewer no it's for lay people that are have a real interest in learning how these things work right and we all should i think i think so it's fun learning how things work or at least conjecturing yeah and getting it well i like when they touch upon sort of like you know how big is the universe or getting the travel at light speed or like the theory of everything 
and it mm-hmm. always feels like we're close, but we're not. Yep, astrophysicists and physicists have been trying to somehow combine uh, quantum theory with uh, 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 the theory of relativity yeah, and they gravity. Got a, they got a Michigan frog problem, meaning that like maybe this is a faulty metaphor, but so classical physics behaves one way and quantum mechanics behaves another way. Oh, Michigan J. Frog, the yeah, yeah. character. Okay. And so like any that the the fact that they observe Michigan J. Frog with one expectation and then they see it doesn't dance. Right. But when they look away, it's doing he, it's, he dances and they're like, ah Only when we look. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it could be a Mr. Snuffleupagus problem. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've solved a lot of yeah, we solved everything. Big man. questions today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Jake. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you uh, yourself? And then we also we can plug uh, the bureau and. Oh yeah. Thanks, man. So uh, I am on social media on twitter and uh instagram uh my twitter is mf jake kroger the mf is uh doesn't stand for motherfucking what is it it's a reference to my one of my favorite rappers mf doom oh yeah, yeah i love mf doom yeah and i just like that it, it probably confuses people M- mf jake yeah. yeah they're like oh it's mother no it's not just like tig Notaro named her album live and it's you people read it as live La- yeah that's great yeah i just that tickles me uh and on instagram i'm not the supermarket because my last name is kroger but it's spelled differently than the supermarket okay yeah uh and then for the comedy bureau uh it's a website thecomedybureau.com it's updated every day and across all platforms it's at the comedy bureau and for those of you out there who don't know how to spell bureau it's b-u-r-e-a-u even though you could look it up on Google, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, all that jazz. Uh, and that's for all things LA area comedy. Yeah, and a little more. I do Airbnb experience where I give tours of the LA comedy scene. I, you know, I, my whole life is comedy, man. I like write about it, produce it, scout it, perform it, uh, make albums for it, got, get to write about it at other places. Give that's tours. awesome. Yeah. Do you have any. Um, the projects or gigs coming up? Um, well, so sort of big picture stuff. Uh, the Comedy Bureau is getting a big redesign. Ho- I mean, hopefully by the time this is out, it will have launched. Who knows? It's that <laughs> it's that close. Um, there will be a Comedy Bureau podcast starting after the site relaunches. So oh, cool. maybe that will be under the way. It will be called the Comedy Bureau Field Report. Um, and that will be like a weekly sort of like very easily digestible sort of like take on comedy news Mm -hmm. what's happening hot takes some food for thought that's a great idea yeah 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 uh and i don't i definitely don't want it to be like you know interviewing comedians about how they got started in comedy i'm like sick of that yeah i it it sounds more fun to do to talk about current comedy stuff and maybe plug up and coming shows yeah things that. that i saw that were really fun um so that's the thing, and once that's done, I'll probably start some sort of regular monthly show somewhere. Um, I mean, these are all like big picture plans for the Comedy Bureau. Cool. Yeah. yeah. There's a Patreon for the Comedy Bureau. If you like it, uh, use it, abuse it, 
Please support it. Support uh, the Comedy Bureau on yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't want to do recurring payments, you can Venmo me at, at Jake Kroger, just my name. And uh, that's it. Those are all the plugs. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, um, thanks, you can find me at Dave Chacho on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And the podcast is Science AF on iTunes and Stitcher, scienceafpod.com, at scienceafpod on Twitter, and maybe I'll do an Instagram someday, but not today. Mm -hmm. Please like and subscribe and click all the things, Mm -hmm. click everything that it asks you to, uh, in general, in life, just click everything. Mm -hmm. That's my parting bit of advice. Uh, Do you have any parting advice? um, Well, isn't that how... What country got built out of like four million dollars because they clicked everything? <laughs> the Nigerian. Scam? No, I think it was like Puerto Rico or some like Caribbean country. Really? Yeah, that they it was an email phishing scam and it cost millions of dollars. I think. How is email phishing still you're happening? Of the fire festival. I <laughs> know. Uh, I think this is news that I just read yesterday. Um, really? I don't. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I try to keep up on world news as much as I can. Well, then don't click everything. Don't, don't click everything. Be a click miser. But uh, thanks for listening to Science AF. Bye. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck. That was real fun. Yeah, man.